Welcome to Jen and Juice. We are two sisters who grew up humbly in the trailer park and in Sunday school, where we weathered the storms of kitchen scissor bangs, purity culture, fundamentalism, culottes, flannel boards, and fellowship hall potlucks. We remain devout to Jesus as we continue to wrestle out our faith with fear and trembling. We hope to provide a safe space to have real, raw conversations about everything and nothing, this and that, the secular and the sacred, you know, the juxtaposition of all things life. We want to use what the Lord has given us. Snark, quick wit, hard-earned wisdom. We promise to show up wobbly on some days, strong on other days. We aim to be a refreshing palate cleanse in a world starving for hope and light. We're like therapy you can afford. Because we're free. So, welcome to Gin and Juice. We're We're here here to help help a sister and brother out. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Gin and Juice. Welcome back, you guys. We've missed you. We sure have. We're so glad to be back and in the land of the somewhat living. (laughs) Somewhat. Thank y'all so much for being patient and being forgiving of us um, not posting yesterday. It's been rough. It's been a tough week. We have survived strep apocalypse. Oh, my goodness. So uh, Jenny and her husband came down with this Sunday. Tell us what happened. Well, I well, Micah had it Friday or Thursday night. Stomach bug. Started with a stomach bug. Nasty stomach bug. She was fine by Friday, like midday. So hers was like a 12-hour deal. And then Sunday, Jeremy goes to play golf. And all of a sudden, I text him. And I'm like, I got it. Oh, no. (laughs) It was awful. And then by that night, he got it. And he even stayed home from work Monday, which he never misses work for anything. No. And so it's been rough. And then I he bounced back. And I bounced flat (laughs) i deflated so i went to the doctor or you got it i got it i got it sunday night it hit me um i went to bed and just wasn't feeling good and woke up at midnight my stomach was on fire and started puking my guts up about 1 a.m and and jenny said it wasn't just puking it was violent vomiting and it was it was horrible yeah and i mean i was shaking head to toe Mm -hmm. like but no Sh- fever. No fever. It yeah. was so weird. Shivers, miserable. Um, then we had Ellie text us and say, hey, it could be strep. And we were like, there's no way. Our throats don't hurt. And she was like, nope. So she sent us this TikTok because Ellie is so cool and trendy. Ellie is so cool and trendy. And uh, we watched it and Jessica's like, I'm going to see Athena, our yeah. doctor. Yes. And I'm- she tested positive And then I tested positive the next day. Well, I couldn't believe it. After I watched that TikTok video, I was like, well, let me look inside my throat. My throat was beet red. And I'm like, and I thought I had like a blister, like a couple blisters on like one of my tonsils or something and I was like no way nah and go to the doctor and they test me and I'm thinking they're gonna tell me nothing's wrong and I'm going to the hospital (laughs) because (laughs) something is wrong yeah and sure enough they came back and they're like it's positive I was like oh I Mm kind of felt relieved because then I was like great I'm not I'm not crazy I mean (laughs) (laughs) not in this regard (laughs) so it's been rough so prayers for Everybody who is in proximity to kids or um, us so that you don't get it. (laughs) Yeah. And this stuff is going around rampant, we hear. Well, I think people don't realize that it's strep. It just seems like a stomach bug. Yes. And then it kind of goes away and then you just feel bad. 
and you don't realize it. So, but if you start, if your stomach and you starts hurting, like the pain yeah. was out of this world, it mm. just, it hurt, hurt. Um, yeah, you might want to go get swabbed because you're, you're probably going to need an antibiotic to kill that bacteria. Yeah. So we're back. We're back. Yay. Finally. Somewhat alive. Yes. <laughs> it requires a lot of downtime, which is hard for mamas. Yeah. So anyway, blessings to all y'all. We're on the the downward slope to the end of school. So we can do it, y'all. We can make it. That's right. All right, Jess, you said you had a little red pen remark from last week's episode. What you got? Well, I want to red pen myself and just let y'all know that I have not started reading the book yet. <laughs> boo! Yes. We, need, we need a sound effect of boo. Wah, wah. <laughs> just kidding. No. no, we started a book club. Uh-huh. Of which I am a leader and I have not started reading because I cannot keep my eyes open. Part mm-hmm. of this whole strep apocalypse is I, if I get still and in the bed, I'm just like going to sleep. Yeah, same. I, I can't, my brain can't focus. And so anyway, um, and Lauren, um, our sister on the same page, she is an avid reader and she is, plus she and Lindy have already read this book. Right. And so they're going back through it and reading it again. And Lauren is in, they're posting all these awesome like quotes from the book. I know, I and, love it. Oh no, she's so great. They both are. And so, uh, but don't feel behind sisters or brothers if you've gotten the book and you haven't touched it or if your book hasn't come yet and yeah. you're like, oh, well, they're already so far ahead. No, you're fine. Mm-hmm. You still have the whole month to catch up and read with us yes because i'm not behind either (laughs) i started it and it's so good i'm not very far yeah but it it really is good like it it sucks you in from the beginning you want to know more and more so great pick girls okay so excited yes so we'll be i'll I'll catch up i'll read this weekend all right so okay so today's episode, this is episode nine. nine. Okay. Nine. Day late, dollar short was what we were going to call it. <laughs> <laughs> and we are a day late and you know, we're a dollar short because we paid for doctor's visits. Oh, and we're a lot of dollar shorts. Yeah. Um, it's the end of the school year. We have dance recitals and uh, it, yeah, we're all a dollar short right now. For sure. Yeah. But instead we are calling this episode nine. You can't say that motherhood edition. Jenny had this fantastic idea, and this is going to be a reoccurring episode that we do now and again, just this whole blanket of you can't say that. Mm-hmm. Um, because as you walk this, you know, fallen earth, people say things and your mouth is just a gape. You're like, you can't say that. Mm-hmm. So um, we got to do a boomer edition just for our mom. Oh, for sure. <laughs> she Her mouth stays agape most of the time when we're in conversation with her. She's like, oh, I can't believe you said that. <laughs> like, really? You've known us for how long? <laughs> I know. Uh, so basically, it's controversial topics that you're just not supposed to say out loud. Yes. Or you say to your sister in the privacy of your own homes or on your phone or to your BFFs. And well, you text it and then you say, delete, delete, delete. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, we do a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. And with uh, May being the month with Mother's Day, yes. we thought we would do a motherhood edition for yes. You Can't Say That. Yes. So to begin today's episode, we're actually going to do a little topsy-turvy with you, for you, on you. Um, we are going to start with things that make you go, hmm. Because as we were planning, Jess and I both were like kind of talking through it, and we both had this... Um, I don't know, pull on our hearts for starting to talk about things, motherhood. And so we wanted to start with that because it was both the thing that was making us go, hmm, for that week. Yeah. 
Well, and we want to start by just saying we know motherhood, the word mom, mama, motherhood, Mother's Day, all of it can be so triggering. And so we just want to issue a trigger warning, like right here from the jump, Um, prepare your hearts. If this is too tender of a season for you to listen to this, then stop listening. We Mm -hmm. do not want to um, make your pain any worse. We do not want to exacerbate pain and create an onset of pain. Um, As Jenny said, we don't want to rehearse things. Um, And so if you're at that place where... um, you're not healed enough from some kind of pain that is related to motherhood. And this is not going to um, help your heart and uplift your heart and make you laugh and make you think if this is going to cause you pain. We don't want you to listen. Mm -hmm. We want you to stop right now and give yourself permission to just skip this one. Yeah, Um, Because we know that some of us had incredible moms and some of us had horrible moms. Mm-hmm. And some of y'all have spent your whole adult life recovering from the childhood that your mother inflicted upon you or ignored and allowed happen to you. Um, and so we just want to acknowledge that those things happen. Um, that first of all, just it wasn't your fault. Yeah. And we're so sorry. And God is so sorry. Mm-hmm. And God loves you. And God sees your pain. And He knows. He knows the score, and um, it matters to him, and um, and to the people who love you and know you. Your pain and your experience matter to them, mm-hmm. and you may never get that acknowledgement. Um, if your mother was the one that inflicted that pain on you, you may never get that apology from her or acknowledgement from her, and um, and we are sorry. Mm-hmm. We just want to say that, and we deeply. know deeply, deeply sorry. Um, you know, our dad had that childhood. And so to hear him talk about his childhood, I mean, he almost couldn't speak of it at all. Yeah. And um, he really did not have uh, anything warm, not one warm memory around his mom raising him as a child. And so we are so aware that it is such a blessing and a privilege to have had a mom who tried a mom who wasn't perfect, but boy, did she try to love well, and did she try to be well, mm-hmm. and she fought every day and gave a gave you, gave us everything she had. Yeah. I always say I wish everybody had a mom like our mom. Same. Oh, there's nobody like Linda May. I know. And because of her, we are the perfect parents. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I have notes from my children that tell me otherwise. <laughs> meanest mommy in the world you ruined my life you are so so meh or mean if you can spell (laughs) we'll post those so you can enjoy my um my children's uh targeted (laughs) displeasure with me (laughs) so great happy mother's day you ruined my life yeah you're welcome for life child So we just want to say that. And then to any women who have longed for motherhood and it has not realized, it has not become this reality for you. Our hearts are so tender. Um, I was there. I was, I was there for a long time, um, wanting to have a baby and my body was not cooperating in any way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, um, 
And so I know what that feels like to show up to church on Mother's Day and feel nauseous the whole day because you just want to run and hide and cry. And then you don't want to make it about you Mm -hmm. also, you know, Um, and, and so and you're trying to just, you know, balance that line somewhere. And it's so hard. And so I just want to say to you, the the women who are like Hannah mm-hmm. in First Samuel, and you're in inside of church, and you're just praying like a drunk, like mm-hmm. the priest thought Hannah was drunk. She was praying, and her lips were moving, and no sound was coming out. And he thought she had just come from the festival, and she was drinking, and had too much to drink, and had stumbled in. And no, she was praying. And it is the first picture, too, in Scripture of someone inside of the temple of God praying outside of the priesthood. Mm-hmm. And it was a woman. And what was she praying for? A child. A child. And so I know what that's like. Um, I know what it's like to be pregnant, to lose babies. Um, I, I know that road. And if you're on that road, I just want you to know, like this week, even in preparing for this, I have prayed so hard for you. Mm-hmm. I really have. And I, I will continue to pray um, for all of you who are in that stage of just wanting and longing for that child and um, and that the Lord will give you the desire of your heart mm-hmm. in whatever way, shape, or form that comes and that He prepares your heart for all of that. Yeah. And, and then just to remind you also that maybe God never laid that baby in your arms and you got that official title of mom, mama, um, you are, as Jenny says, you are nurturing people all around you. Mm-hmm. You are mothering. You are leading, just like Deborah in the book of Judges and Judges chapter four, when God needed a leader for the nation. And he called, he, he rose up, it says he, he called Deborah and he said, awaken and arise a mother for this nation. People all around you in your workplaces, in your communities, in your schools, in your churches, they need women who they can look to in that nurturing, motherly love kind of a way in those arms. So God can put people in your arms mm-hmm. for you to nurture and mother. So do not discount yourself. No. Um, you you matter and, and you have a place inside of motherhood for sure. And I'll say, too, to our brothers listening, if you're still listening, um, we know this is geared toward motherhood. But for you guys, um, if you are married or a son or a father or whatever your role is, hearing some of this, too, that women go through, you need to hear it. You need to hear because it. Because we're not telling our husbands all this stuff all the time. No. These are the things sometimes that we say to our best friends or our sisters, like I said before. So hear it, listen with us, and um, hear our hearts because we take on the brunt yep. of all things parenting. We do. And you know what is the truth about that is is it's typically female on female 100%. assault. 100%. It's a verbal assault, women on women. We got to stop that crap, ladies. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's stop it. Um, beca- and that's why men, like I've told Brad some things, some of these things that people have said to me. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I can't believe they would say that to you. No, I mean, nobody is. She would never say that to me. I'm like, dang straight she wouldn't yeah she wouldn't say that to you she didn't say that to you she said it to me well i even tell jeremy some things like you know like i I, i'll say well you know uh just topics that uh, i've heard and he's like what 
people do that with their kids or they think that I'm like, uh, 100%. They feel it adamantly and they yes. express it very firmly, like yeah. very like, this is law people. Yes. And he was like, golly. Yeah. I mean, he just, he thinks it's an absurd. It's absurd that people think yeah. the way so concretely. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So about your, your family and your children. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, you pay some of my bills, you get a voice. Otherwise, shut up. Shut it. <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay, so I have a little forward um, uh, that I want to say before we even get into this. Um, and what is the topic today? You can't say that. Motherhood edition. Okay, you can't say that. So Andy Stanley is um, a leader, author, pastor. He's brilliant. I love Andy Stanley. Um he loves Jesus. He loves the Word of God. And um, he just says wise things. And he wrote a book called The Principle of the Path. And The Principle of the Path says that um, it is direction, not intention, that determines destination. Ooh, say that again. Direction, not intention, that determines destination. So I want to just say that Everything that we are about to say, all the awful things that people say, they have, they would say if they were called out, well, th- I intended it well. I had the best of intentions. I had good intentions. Mm-hmm. Okay. It is not intention that, term, that determines the destination. Mm-hmm. And when relationships crash, it is often because the direction of the conversation went off the rails. Yeah. And so... The intention may have been good, but it was it led down the wrong direction. Yeah. And so all we're saying is, would you reconsider? Would you think? Because really, some of these things, I have to even think, have I said those things? Have I done those things to anybody? And surely I have mm-hmm, on some same. of these things. And so I just want to say, as we travel this month of May and motherhood is in, is in front of us, Let's just be so careful and let's be intentional with our direction. Yes. Let's be with our moms and our mothers-in-laws and our sisters and our sisters-in-laws and our daughters, no matter how hard the relationship's been, let's be intentionally positive and uplifting. But what if you're right? Yeah. Right. (laughs) You can be right and sit alone all you want. (laughs) A- Man. <laughs> but you can also have self-control. That's right. And be have fruit of the Spirit. Imagine that. That's right. So, yes, let the fruit of the Spirit. We don't always have to say it. Is it kind? Is it tender? Is it gentle? You know, does it exhibit faithfulness to the relationship to the Lord? If not, shut up. Mm-hmm. Pray mm-hmm. it. Stuff it down inside. Ask the Lord. Call your sister. Call, text your sister. <laughs> you know what we? You, we've already confessed to y'all what we yeah. text each other. Delete, delete, <laughs> delete, delete. <laughs> so we just want to say that, like this, we are hoping that this conversation puts your conversations this month on in a new direction. Yeah. So that the de- destination is positive. Yes. When you roll out of. Mother's Day lunch or brunch or church or whatever y'all do together, um, that there are positive things that you can reflect on that came out of your mouth. Yes. Regardless of their mouths. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Okay. My list is in like, has no rhyme or reason. Um, okay. Does so yours you, have any rhyme or reason? Uh, 
No, not really. <laughs> okay, what you got? Go first. What's okay. your first? <gasps> you can't say that. Okay. This was my first, and this was related to when I was going through infertility. Okay. Okay. And so we were battling infertility, and it, that's a tough battle, y'all. You don't even understand how hard that is. It's hard physically, spiritually, financially, emotionally, all of it. And women particularly would say to me, if you just stop thinking about it, hun, it'll happen. Uh, dagger, dagger. <laughs> Try not to rehearse, Jennifer. <laughs> Try not to rehearse right now. Her, she's in a striking cobra stance right now. <laughs> um, striking cobra stance is so true. Um, just so you know, if you stop thinking about it, it will happen. That's not how it works. Right. Um. If I stopped thinking about it, would I win the lottery? <laughs> I would, Jenny, I want to win the lottery. Well, just don't think about it, sister. Okay. Jenny, um, I want to I want to go to Jamaica. Now just stop thinking about that. Them <laughs> dirty thoughts. <laughs> that is not how it works. No. Uh, again, this is coming from an intention to get say something. Um it's ridiculous and categorically false. Mm-hmm. Categorically false. Um, so here, here's here's what to do and say instead. Nothing. Say nothing. Mm-hmm. Show up. You found out she's going through this process. Leave tea on her doorstep. Leave a gift card and a card and say, I love you and I'm praying for you. And I'm sorry this has been so hard. Mm-hmm. This isn't fair. It sucks. Um, when I was going through that, I was a, um, a student pastor in my church. And I'll tell you one of the hardest things was, is that we had three pregnant teenagers Mm -hmm. in our youth group who I loved. I bet they didn't think about having a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Dang, Dang straight. They didn't. And bless their hearts. They were going through that pain and I was watching and going, here I am, a pastor on staff, leading and teaching and faithful and working all the hours and serving and married and like, Lord, I've done these things right. I did it in the right order. And you talk about those moments of just feeling like, what did I do wrong? Am I not worthy of this? Is this going to be a no forever? Like, we don't need any other voices telling us stop thinking about it. Well, even in that vein, just like, you can't even say those things. Because to say, like, I did it right (laughs) would be casting shame on those teenagers. Exactly. Which is not Not my heart at all. At all. And so you can't even say that out loud. But that's your heart's cry. Like, Lord, this is what I was taught. This is what I believe. And... Like you, you can't even say those well, things. Well, because you believe that blessing follows obedience. Right. And so I was going, but I've been obedient. I've been obedient, Lord. And, you know, in, in this blessing that I've hoped for, that's the promise of yeah. like, be fruitful and multiply. Well, I'm married. And so I'm being fruitful. <laughs> I'm freaking not multiplying. <laughs> or I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know. So, uh, you know. As I, Andy Minio says on Coming In Hot. He says, all these people are asking him when he's going to have kids. And he goes, right now we just practice in. <laughs> and Malin goes, what does that mean? I'm like, ask your father. <laughs> they ask me the hard questions. Go ask dad. <laughs> Go ask dad. 
<laughs> you don't ever want to send them to my husband because Brad will give an absolute like answer, a literal answer. I, I do too. And then Jeremy gets mad at me. So I'm like, fine, you answer. <laughs> That's, right. That's juju. <laughs> oh my gosh. So when someone is going through uh, the pain of, um, you know, fertility issues and they're wanting that baby and, and maybe they haven't had a miscarriage, but they've just, they've tried mm. and they can't get pregnant and it's gone on forever and ever and ever. Uh, just be present, be quiet. Um, it, you know, and it, if they have gone through some devastating news or something and, and they need some help, like do a grocery run or show up, wash their dishes, fold their laundry, mm-hmm. just do whatever you can do to serve them in a way that blesses them. Now, if you don't know them well enough, don't show up and do their dishes. I'm (laughs) saying have appropriate relationships there. Okay. And speaking into that, if you don't have that relationship with that person, do not offer your advice. If it has (sighs) any kind of, um, gut punch to it, even in the slightest, do not offer that advice of, well, I went through it. You'll get through it too. That's right. trite. That's right. It is unhelpful and you don't, you don't deserve that spot. That's right. No. And I'm even careful whenever I talk to women because who are going through infertility, because at the end of my story, we had the baby Mm -hmm. and not everybody has that story. They don't have the baby. Maybe adoption doesn't work out or that's not, they don't feel like that's something that they can even handle. You don't even understand unless you've gone through this and you've walked with someone on this path. It is so devastating. Mm -hmm. And you don't live month to month. You live week to week. You live inside this cycle of ovulation and menstruation and da, 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 you know, and all the things and, and it's week to week to week. And you have split seconds to decide, are we going again? Are we doing another? And how much money is that going to cost out of pocket? Cause insurance doesn't pay for these things. It is absolutely exhausting mm-hmm. and hard. It is so hard. So, um, help mm-hmm. <laughs> just help by being loving, being there. Um, you know, if you have a big mouth, shut it, write a big check, help them out financially. <laughs> there you go. Use your gifts wisely. <laughs> you know, I'm, but seriously, I, I, there, that was such a hard season for us. And the people that said that to me, I just thought I am not a three-year-old standing in front of the target dollar section, having a tantrum over a little toy. Mm-hmm. And if I just walk away, if God just takes me by the hand and rips me away and like a mean parent and says, no, you're fine, walk through Target and you'll forget about it. That's not, that's not how this works. Mm -hmm. I didn't stop thinking about it. And then I got pregnant. I did get pregnant. I never for one second stopped thinking about it Mm -hmm. and praying about it and pleading before God about it. So yeah. So show up, be loving drop a card and you can't say that and you can't say that. Okay, Jenny, what's yours? (laughs) Well, like on the flip side of that, even speaking, uh, motherhood, uh, focused, you cannot say anymore as a woman, I don't want kids. You can't say that. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you say that, then you're a lesbian. (laughs) You gotta be right. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's what people say around here. That's I, what people think. I, I don't think that, but like, no, that, I, well, what's I, yeah. wrong? What's wrong with you? Yeah, There's I have, nothing wrong 
with you. There's nothing wrong with you. And I have lesbian friends that do have children. Exactly. So that doesn't even apply there so anymore. Boom, shakalaka. <laughs> or ever. Ever. Yeah. But that's the mentality is like, oh my goodness, you're you're not fulfilling your role as a woman that God created yes. if you do not have children. Yeah. That's what I say. I agree. I say good day. That's right. Yeah, because you know what? This and statistically, I was just reading an article the other day about this, and it's talking about like emerging generations um, and millennials. Now you're middle aged. Welcome. Um, <laughs> y'all never thought you would age, um, and so and now you're here with us. And it's not so bad, is it? Um, but but Gen Z growing up. Think about a, a Gen Z uh, person like Karis is mm-hmm. entering college in just a couple years, and she is going to be coming out of college with interest rates at the highest they've been in what thirty years. Mm-hmm. How is she going to afford a house if if interest rates are ten percent? I mean, she's freaked out about insurance, right? As well, <laughs> she should be. Uh-huh. Honestly, right now, it's crazy. Yeah, and so and. And then, like, if she wants to go on to further education, and in, and in Karis's case, she does. Mm-hmm. So starting out later, wh- where's their time, mm-hmm. you know? And then you get married, relationships, and have a child, and then who's going to help with child care and all these things. All I'm saying is, statistically, they are saying that Gen Z is probably going to be a generation that actually has less children. Yeah. Because, I believe it. Because the cost of doing life is so inflated for them. And so... Yeah, we can't say that. Like, there's nothing wrong with the woman who says, I don't want children. Mm -hmm. She's not broken. She's not going against God's will Mm -hmm. and God's plan. And she's just trying to survive. And and also, um, you know who else didn't have children? Jesus. (laughs) He wasn't married. Mm -hmm. He was the whole son of God. He was a full, whole person. And he had major purpose. Ma- yeah, major. <laughs> he was the one. Yeah. He wasn't looking for the one. Well, and also, your uterus is not your purpose. Oh, gosh. Say it again. Your uterus is not your purpose. Amen, sister. Amen. Okay. I don't even have a uterus anymore, so take that. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't miss it. <laughs> well, mine's jacked, so whatever. <laughs> And all the men shut us off yes. <laughs> and belted into a pile of goo. <laughs> They're in the fetal position, sucking their thumbs. As well they should be. <laughs> I love that one, Jenny. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So things you can't say. I don't want kids and I'm a woman. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you can say that. You can say it. You can say it. What else you got, Jess? <sighs> Here's, oh, this one gets me. Oh, gosh. Enjoy them now, Mama. They don't stay little forever. <clears throat> okay. Well, when your demon spawn <laughs> has just... Another thing you can't say. <laughs> yeah. When your demon spawn has just, I don't know, physically fought you, mm-hmm. maybe crocodile death rolled you in the grocery store line because you won't give them a packet of Skittles. Mm-hmm. And this poor mom has had it and hasn't slept and she doesn't feel well. And her uterus is a mess too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And she is in pain and she is exhausted and she doesn't have a lot of help. Mm -hmm. It is not helpful to say to her, just enjoy this. Yeah. You'll miss it. Cause guess what? I don't miss that part. I don't either. That's just an out and out lie. I don't, 
I'm telling you, Emery Noel is the sweetest child now. Mm-hmm. Jenny, mm-hmm. was she not a sasshole? She was a, a assassin. A she 100%. <laughs> Jessica used to tell her, we do not negotiate with the Taliban. <laughs> with terrorists. With terrorists. We do not negotiate with terrorists. Because Brad started calling. She was like three. And Brad was like, she's a terrorist. <laughs> and he was like, we, and then he thought the answer was, can we tranquilize dart her? He, he legit asked me like, can we, can we get a tranquilizer dart and just knock her out? Like she, she was crazy Mm -hmm. and, and mean. And I mean, there was one time when she was like four and we were out at a restaurant having dinner with guests from out of town and Emery was already wound up before we got there. And I'm like, Emery, you better behave. You get like one chance at the table. I'm done. Like I'm, this is evening meal. Mama's had it. Mm-hmm. We get in there and she is a demon spawn. <laughs> and I looked at her and I was like, this is your one. This is the one time you better stop it or we're leaving. So we had made our order for food. And we're waiting on the food. And Emery popped off to me and, and not just a little pop off. Like I'm not being hypersensitive. Like she is out and down. And I looked at the waitress and I said, can you please pack ours to go? And Emery's eyes, what, why, where are we going? And I said, we are going home. No, because for Emery, she, she needed people. She Mm -hmm. wanted all the people. And I was like, no, you, no, you, you were not going to, I'm not going to fight you anymore. And you don't want to honor the people around you. So we have to go home. Mm -hmm. We'll eat at home. Let me tell you, she never did that again. But you know what? Good for you because so many parents, I think one of the biggest mistakes I see is the threats, the empty threats. Yeah. And so it's chance one. Yeah. Well, okay. Now we're on chance 30. Yeah. And they're still doing it and you're still giving chances. And you said one and you're on 30. Yeah. So they know they just pushed that boundary. That's right. So now they're in charge. And so for y'all to be like, I'm sure just highly embarrassed. And mortified and needing that interaction with couples as well. Yep. And then to be like, you're done. Yep. And you actually follow through. Good for y'all. Well, and I know there's all these social media accounts and I love them like the big little feelings or little big feelings or whatever it is. And I know we have got to think about what our kids are going through, but sometimes what they're going through is being a butthole. (laughs) That's what they're... Sometimes that's on my list is calling your kids names. You can't say that. Right. Cause I do. Yes. <laughs> Cause I'm like, look, they is sometimes they are just living their best unsanctified life yes. as little depraved sinners and they're selfish mm-hmm. and the root of some of it. Yes. We've got to get to, are they tired? Is it nutrition? Whatever. Cause I do believe in those things, but sometimes it is that they are sinful and that they need correction Mm -hmm. and you're not going to logic your way out of it no or let's have a feeling circle that's not going to work it's going to be there's going to be consequence here Mm -hmm. and so that's one of those moments for emory and we went home and i mean she was devastated and i was devastated i think i cried all the way home Mm -hmm. and she cried and got in the house and we ate and I told her I loved her. And I just told her, I said, you just can't act like that. It hurts the people around you. It makes everyone miserable when you behave that way. And 
we're going to, we're going to be a delight to the people around us. Mm -hmm. And so, but yeah, so people who in that moment would say to me, just enjoy it, mama. No, Mm -hmm. I don't have to enjoy enjoy those moments. I don't miss those moments. No, I don't. That was hard and and gritty and exhausting and lonely. Mm -hmm. So yeah, don't say that. Sometimes moms just need to vent. Yes. Sometimes mom just needs to vent because they're having a bad day or a bad week or a bad month or sometimes a bad year with the child. Mm -hmm. That can happen. You are not a bad mom because you're in a tough season with a child. And a season does not mean a day or two always. Sometimes those can be long seasons. So if someone says to you, my kid is driving me crazy, they're terrible, this is going bad, instead of saying, well, enjoy it, mama, they don't stay little forever, a better response to their complaint, their heart is, hey, mom, you're doing great. Uh, some seasons of parenting are just so tough. Mm-hmm. And and then you can say, are you looking for feedback today or do you just need me to just love you and encourage you? Because sometimes your friend, your mom, your sister, whoever may want some feedback. Well, and I think that's that's great advice and very wise for all topics that are controversial if you're the one who's seeing it or being confided in because I am one who initially starts asking questions yeah and Karis told me one time she she got in the car one day and she was just going to town about things so I did my natural go-to is just like starting asking questions I'm trying to find out more information like where she's coming from those kinds of things and she goes I don't need you to fix it. I just need you to listen. Mm. And so I was like, oh, and it didn't hurt my feelings because I'm like, oh, okay. So we're just, I'm, you're just needing a sounding board. And so from that point forward now that when she or any of my girls, and I try to do this with my friends too, like I try to fill it out or just say, hey, are you just needing to dump yeah. or are you looking for um, an action plan or advice or wise counsel? Because I'll be here anyway, either way. Oh, I love that. That's so good. That's funny because we had read that in some marriage book when we first got married that men are fixers by nature. Mm -hmm. And so they jump into an action plan and sometimes we're just venting. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't need you to fix my, don't you mansplain how to, (laughs) I know how to fix it. I just want to, I just want to be an M about it. (laughs) Do you know what being M is? (laughs) Grapping and moaning. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I just want to grapp and moan about it. And so, um, so we have that standard, uh, Brad and I, in, in our relationship that I'll say, um, no, I just, I don't want you to fix it. I just need you to listen. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay. And that is a very neutralizing moment and that helps the relationship. So now I'm not also mad at him. Right. Well, and for me, for my personality, like it, it lets me off the hook if you're not looking for a fix immediately yes. because I have to process and think about it. So if you're like wanting me to fix it immediately, then I'm like, Oh crap. But if you're like, Hey, I just need an event. Be like, okay, I'm going to bring down my chill factor and listen. Be, probably be a better listener. Yeah. Cause you're not thinking like, how do I add value? How exactly. do I help? Yeah. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Um, so yeah, instead just say this to this kid, um, or say this to your friend. Um, I see you. You're such a good mom. You're giving that kid all you've got right now. Take care of yourself. Take a bath. Work out. Read. Read the Bible. Pray. Pray for yourself to mother that child the way he or she needs. And pray that the Lord will grip that child's heart. And I'll pray with you. You want to meet once a week to pray over our kids together. 
Mm-hmm. Sometimes just, you know, I went through a season that was tough and it wasn't even related to my kiddo, but, um, I had a group of women and we would meet, um, I think we would meet on what Tuesday nights Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. yeah, in my living room and we showed up and that's all we did is prayed together. And, and I mean, it was serious. We did not sit and gab or nothing. Like we walked in very intentional, very, we walked in, got on my living room floor around this little ottoman I had and got on our knees and we prayed for like two hours mm-hmm. in a circle over just anything and everything. I think we did take a minute to just do like a quick prayer request circle. Yeah. If there was anything that was like really pressing, but it was not a counseling session yeah. or a venting session. It was like, I need prayer over this. Okay. We're going to get to it. And mm-hmm. we went to the throne together and mamas, that's what we need. Yeah. That's what we need. So offer that to your friend, like encourage her and, and pray. Absolutely. Okay. So what else can we not say? Let me look at my list. Oh my goodness. There's so many dads don't even know what we hear. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. Here's one for new mamas or mamas to be. I'm not going to (laughs) breastfeed. I got physically attacked by a friend who was like, you have to breastfeed. Breast is bossed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. So you can't say that in front of certain people because they immediately go to this. Well, I mean, what about the antibodies and what about this and what, you know, breast milk, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Let's just be honest. Some people are breastfeeding to lose weight. Okay. I'm going to say that. Amen. Because it's a form of anorexia. And let's just call it out. Like you want that uterus to shrink some more? You breastfeed because that's what happens. That's a natural physiological response. So I'm on to you. So, and I love you for it. I love that you can. But for those of us who breastfeeding sucked, it sucked. Yeah, it was so bad. It is so bad sometimes. And then like for one of my kids, it was a breeze. Yeah. And so I gave it a go. And then when my body said no, guess what? I didn't give a flip what people said in my face to my face about my choice to give my children formula. Yeah. Just look at their lives because you're like, Oh, your kids were breastfed. Well, they didn't turn out that great. <laughs> well, okay, Micah's the one who breastfed the mo- or the longest or had breast milk, and she's the sickest. She is the sickest. She is constantly sick. So, I mean, and I get it. I get it. It's a lot cheaper. And yeah, for, but let me tell you, formula has come a long way. Yeah. And if you have a friend that breastfed like a goat, it, do goats get milk? <laughs> They make cheese. You can have goat cheese. Does cheese come from Well, the- yeah, goat milk. Okay. Yeah. What, we're super on, like, farmers. Oh, we are farm strong. <laughs> farm strong over here on the J&J podcast. Oh, my goodness. Um, we were talking about, I don't know, coming home from school one day, the girls were talking about something, and breastfeeding came up. And, like, it's not something that we just, like, talk about at random. And, um... Malin goes, wait, she knows what breast means Mm -hmm. and she knows how like babies need milk. And she goes, so what does breastfeeding mean? And I said, well, it means like a baby drinks the milk from the mama. And she goes, so people who do that have a guy come over and milk them. (laughs) (laughs) 
all the guys are like, oh, I like that job. That's a dad's job. (laughs) (laughs) And meanwhile, the mom's like, don't even touch me. I'm engorged. (laughs) Give me a hot shower and 10 minutes alone. (laughs) And a shot of whiskey. And a shot of whiskey. (laughs) Oh, but yeah. So um, it, it does not come easily. And so for you mamas out there who it did not come easily as well, I'm sorry. And I'm sorry if you have had that, even that guilt too, because then you start going, oh my gosh, is my baby going to die because I gave it a formula? Formula? I know. And then you have to get formula from, you know, other countries because it's better or a formula for colic or formula for this. Then it's $90 a Oh yeah. We spent, oh yeah. I I breastfed for like five weeks. It was a a nightmare and it, it, like my body just, I did not produce milk. and poor Emery was just a little hungry baby. And so we had to go to um, formula, but she had horrible reflux, colic. So we had to spend like the most expensive that was out there at the time, Nutramagen. Mm-hmm. And we spent in like that first year, I think we spent like $2,200 because Brad Phillips keeps track of like every dollar we spend. But we spent that much in formula because she had to have this special formula. And so we literally... Um, like spent all of like the gift cards we had been given for baby gifts and stuff like at Target, all the fabulous things. No, we bought formula with it. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's expensive and it's hard, but breast milk wasn't the answer for our child. Yeah, And so, but yeah, I struggled through that because everybody around me, it was, everybody was breastfeeding and, and I couldn't, and I felt like such a failure. I did too. And you know, and people weren't gentle about it. They're no. like, oh, you're not breastfeeding as though like I wasn't as strong as they were. Right. And that was, I mean, it was they just dripping with condescension when they would say that to me. And I'm thinking, you have no idea what I have been through. Mm-hmm. I have been through five surgeries to have a baby. Mm-hmm. So shut up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have y'all noticed that my internal response is shut up? <laughs> Also, it's kind of a double entendre because as I'm saying it in my head to them, I'm saying it to my own self. Right. Like, Lord, please help me to shut up and not and not my let my mouth or my face say what I am feeling. Delay, delay, delay. delay don't <laughs> oh, push it down. But yeah, oh, we're we have we have so much compassion. Also, side note: when Jenny had Bubba, Emery was five, four, fifteen. So she, she was, was four. four. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she was, uh, Emery always had baby dolls with her. Like mm-hmm. always. Uh, oh yeah. Jenny knows where I'm going with this. So here I am. I'm at, I think we were, I was at a grocery store and Emery's sitting in the front of the basket with me and I'm pushing through the grocery store. And anyway, I see somebody I know I'm stopping and I'm talking and Emery's like jabbering with her baby cause mm-hmm. she's playing mama and she's got her purse and her baby and everything. And all of a sudden I notice that this person I'm talking to looks kind of horrified and not sure if they should laugh or what. And I'm like, what? And I look down at Emery and Emery has taken her arm out of one side of her shirt. True story. Pulled it up and she's got her baby up to her nipple. And I said, and the the person just stopped talking and I said, oh, don't mind her. She's breastfeeding. And I just kept on going. And 
just, you know, because I didn't want to embarrass Emery and shame her or anything. And so, you know, I just kind of got out of the conversation and pushed the cart and got And I was like, Emery, let's just put your shirt down. Let's do that over the shirt. When you're at home, yeah, you can, whatever, but yeah. not out. But, oh, okay, mama. When she would say, um, like her S's and F's, she kind of like got those together. And so she would say, breastfeeding. Yeah, breastfeeding. <laughs> I'm breastfeeding. I'm breastfeeding. <laughs> oh. I forgot about that. Oh, oh yeah. good times. Well, good for her that she gave it a go. <laughs> yeah, she, she gave it all she had. Oh. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing you can't say. Mm-hmm. Motherhood. Isn't it fun? Yeah. Okay. Motherhood so, is fun. Motherhood. Some people aren't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what else can you not say? Okay. You cannot give any unsolicited advice to your daughter-in-law <laughs> about motherhood, mother, motherhood advice mm-hmm. to your daughter-in-law. Here's the truth, mamas. She is living with the product of your parenting. <laughs> She probably has some advice she would like to pass right back along to you. I saw a meme the other day on the socials and it said, um, a mother-in-law asks her daughter-in-law, so which of, or yeah, which of your children is the hardest? And she said, yours. (laughs) Uh Uh (laughs) Exactly. Which I'll say shout out to my mother-in-law. She is a gem and she is... So encouraging and always so uplifting and and just love her because yes. she has never, ever been like, you should try this or you should do that. Even if she thinks it, which I mean, she is just so sweet and so kind about it. So That's right. I appreciate that so much. <laughs> well, and, and then it's the, you know, and if you think you're being sly by saying, well, read this article or I'll send you this. No, that's not helpful either. <laughs> yeah. We know what you're doing and, um, it's not helpful. It's not helpful to the relationship. So that's the thing is the unsolicited advice. Like, again, um, you know, ask questions, be an ear. Um, I'm not saying you can't ever, ever offer anything. Just be really wise, be really careful because that's already just, those are tough relationships Mm -hmm. in general. And so just be very wise in how you approach that. Um, again, we know your intention Mm -hmm. is good, but often your unsolicited advice can cause a lot of friction in the relationship, which is not your intention. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have to maybe chart a new direction. Yeah. And, um, and your direction can't be, well, she can't be so, well, she just doesn't need to be sensitive. No. I mean, cause the flip side of that is, well, maybe you shouldn't be so prickly. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's if we're going to come at it from both sides. And so um, that's not the best way forward. Mm -hmm. And that's a defensive strategy, by the way. And none of that, again, fruit of the spirit, like love, joy, peace, gentleness, gentleness, patience, kindness, goodness, Mm self-control. Like we've got to exhibit these things in in these relationships. Um, And so we know you want to help. We know you do. So that's when you say, is there anything I can do to help? Mm-hmm. That's the question. Is there anything I can do to help? And 
because the unsolicited advice is going to, it's going to put you in a bad situation you don't need to be in. And that probably doesn't just apply to mothers-in-law. It probably applies to moms in oh, general. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like we're moms of adult children and we just need to be careful to um, guide when they're asking for it, not when we see an opening. Yeah. <laughs> because when you're like, well, what I did, well, maybe your kid thinks that what you did was stupid. Right. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Or it didn't work or unhelpful or that's it. You know, traumatic. That's Who knows? right. That's exactly it. So yeah, just just be really wise and just say, Is there anything I can do to help? Mm-hmm. You know? And that's tough. And you know. Yeah. You know, I'm here for you. Love you. So that that's often the best thing to yes. say too. Absolutely. That's a good one. That's a hard one. That is a hard one. What else you got, Jenny? What are things we can't say now? Motherhood. Things you can't say now. Um, anything to do about education. Oh my gosh. If I say my kids go to public school, <gasps> gasp. If I say my kids are at a charter school, <gasps> gasp. If I say my kids are homeschooled, ooh, why? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter what path you're on with education. There is a stigma surrounding all of it. All of it. And it is parents, moms are so hard on each other when it comes to education. Yep. And you can't say any of it anymore. No. Because someone's always going to have an opinion. Yep. And someone's always going to have a rebuttal. Yep. And y'all, we're all trying to do what's best for our kids, for our family, for our sanity. Yep. And so homeschooling might be ideal for one family. Yep. And homeschooling's not what it used to be. Nope. I mean, let's just be honest. If you... (laughs) I mean, I'm going there. I know where she's going. Okay. Gird your loins. If you knew someone who was homeschooled in the 80s and 90s, you're view of them was they made their own clothes, they yes. churned their own butter, yes. their kids were weird, they yeah. were unsocialized, they didn't know how to be in public. Yeah. The moms were attached to the kids at the hip. Yeah. And it was just this weird stigma. Yeah. They lived on a farm they, with some acreage. I mean, yeah. you could yeah. live in New York City and still <laughs> yeah. have a farm somewhere That's if right. you said I'm homeschooled. That's right. You had to. You had to. <laughs> so I mean, now it's so different. It is. Um, but then again, like if you say you're, you don't send your kids to public schools. Well, I mean, the, the public school education is, you know, free and for everybody. So then and people the have an own of this society. Yes. Yeah. And so there's that opinion, that strong opinion. Mm-hmm. And oh my goodness, it just goes, or private school. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. You send your child to a private school. Everybody has opinions about that. Well, and now in Texas, there's all these um, districts in rural areas that are fighting for school vouchers mm-hmm. so that you can send your kids like with your taxpayer money that you get so much per child per year and that you can decide where they want to go. And there's debate about about that i mean it it literally like it's debate upon debate yes and i think jenny's right you're gonna have to like tune out the voices Mm -hmm. because the minute you open your mouth and say this is where i take a stand on this here come all the other voices Mm -hmm. and i think that's the point is that don't take that 
understand, you can just say, this is what works for my family mm-hmm. for this season of time. Yeah. I've, I've begun to adopt that too, because we've done charter school. Um, we, we did private school when Emery was little mm-hmm. and we could afford it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. And then she, uh, through a lottery system, she made it into this charter school and we had just prayed for years that like, Lord, if you open up that opportunity, we would love for her to be at this charter school. So when she made the lottery, her, her number, her name got picked. We, we moved her from private school to the charter. We don't know that that's where we're going to keep her forever. Mm-hmm. We, we have a, we're, very much considering possibly even doing homeschool cohort by the time she reaches high school. Mm -hmm. She is not kind of going the path that traditional high school where we live um, funnels. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So I don't know that it would be the system in which she would thrive. Mm -hmm. And so there's another, there's different paths for your kids. And so you're just going to have to go those paths and let's not judge one another. Right. Like, let's just lay that aside because, um, and I would not be pulling my child because anything's wrong with this school. Right. There's nothing wrong. It's been awesome and incredible. We are so grateful. But for that next season, it may not be the right fit mm-hmm. for the things that that we have to accomplish. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think Jenny's right. Like, we have to just look at things new. Yeah. Like, fresh eyes, right? Well, and if someone asks you... Um, don't don't answer in a defensive way. Yeah. Answer very factually. Like, okay, are they asking? Like, if I have a friend who did um, homeschool, and so when I ask her questions, she is so gentle about this has been wonderful for us in this way. Yes. This has been challenging for us in this way, and so she gives both sides of it. Versus, oh my gosh, I can't believe you still have your kids in public school. She yes. is so gentle about it, and like, yes. you know what it has been the best decision for this season of life because of these reasons. Now yep. I will say this, 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 and this, but I, so that's what I love that because it's yep. not like, Oh my gosh, you should do this because you know, that school or this school, you know, she never does no. that. And I appreciate that so much because yeah. it, it does. I mean, cause I do want to know things. I want to know things about every school system. Yeah. I'm just, I'm very curious. And I mean, who knows what our girls are going to be like in the future and what their future paths look like too. That's exactly right. And so, yeah, we've got to have some fluidity there to be able to make new decisions Mm -hmm. and not put our feet in concrete and decide this is it. Yeah. Um, like the only thing I'm going to do that on is like Jesus Christ, that's death, right. burial, resurrection, ascension, Jesus Christ. Yep. That's it. That's what she wrote. That's it. <laughs> um, so yeah, I love that. Okay. Well, my last one is kind of just an all in all and it's the, you can't say that here. Here's my last one. Okay. Anything that, <laughs> any conversation that goes well, you know, oh, if anybody says that to you, mom, <laughs> run and hide because <laughs> they're about to drop a missile on your heart or your ideals or your motherhood or your identity. Uh, well, you know, mm-hmm. here it comes. Here it dun, comes. Dun, dun. Um, because people are always going to have these opinions mm-hmm. is what it just boils down to. People are going to have opinions. They're going to think the olden days, it was better. I'm like, for who? 
It wasn't. <laughs> you go back in history for five minutes and it definitely wasn't better for the women. No. You know what? Friday night, Brad and I, um, you know, last week was our 18th anniversary. And so Friday night we had a very sexy date. I, I hope y'all can handle what I'm about to say. You probably can't. Censor it for our viewers. Yes. Um, <laughs> we watched Smokey and the Bandit <laughs> at home. I was cuddled up in a blanket. Uh, five feet away from breath. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, quit moving. <laughs> You're breathing too loud. I'm breathing too loud on my side of the couch. <laughs> um, yeah, so when Brad was little, Smokey and the Bandit came out, and that was like his favorite movie. So it's been on Netflix. So I was like, okay. Emery was at a sleepover. Yes, she was at a sleepover. <laughs> uh, and... Um, we, I was like, okay, I'll take one for the team. We'll watch Smokey and the Bandit. And this movie came out in 1970, was it 77 or 79? It's old. It was tragic. Okay, so it was so problematic on so many levels. Like, we were cringe, like, laughing, like, the whole time. I was a nervous wreck because the racial slurs, the slurs against women, it was horrific. Burt Reynolds' pants. (laughs) I did not know where to look. (laughs) I am not kidding. There should have been some pixelation. That's where package peaking came from. No, thank you. (laughs) No, sir. I was like, Lord, I did not even, I did not sin, but I just need to repent for what mine eyes have seen and witnessed because this was horrific. And, uh, oh, it was horrible. And the whole time we're watching, like we are laughing, but like with a pillow over our face, not because it's funny, but because we're horrified. And Brad's like, he literally keeps looking at me and saying, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I am so sorry. And that's what kids watch. Yeah, well, yeah. And Brad was like, oh my gosh, I was a little kid. He's like, I remember thinking this was the best movie. He's like, I am horrified. I'm so glad we did not watch this in front of Emery. Mm-hmm. Cause he thought we'll have this fun family night. He's like, this movie is horrible. This mm-hmm. is so so many things that are problematic and it wasn't like you know you're not sensitive you know yeah i'm not i'm not a prude i'm not sent y'all i'm not Mm -mm. (laughs) and it it was it was rough rough and i just thought golly that was right before the 80s like this is you know i think it was 79 like the year i was born so 43 years ago and it, it was terrible like I would never want my daughter in that kind of relationship to be spoken to or thought of like that by men. Um, it was, it was gross. Mm-hmm. And, and so whenever, you know, people are like parenting now and, Oh, we got to get your faces out of the phones. And I'm like, shut up. Yeah. Please shut up. Like things weren't great back then. And but their faces were in the newspapers or in cigarettes. <laughs> they sent their kids outside to play on their own for hours. <laughs> Yes. So we're all doing our best is what we are saying. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. It it, it wasn't better back then. No. Well, you know, back in the good old days, we just rode our bikes. I'm like, yeah, well, there weren't drug trafficking rings where your children would disappear. P.S. That also means you weren't parenting. (sighs) Thank you. So those were the good old days where you didn't parent? That's right. I'm sorry. I didn't mean drug trafficking rings. There were. I mean, human trafficking. (laughs) Yeah. Where your child could disappear. Yeah. Like 
that this world is different. So quit acting like it's not. Quit speaking to younger generations as though it's the same playing field. It's not. Mm-mm. I mean, good grief. So anytime anybody starts in with that, what I want to say to you, if you are on the receiving end of this fabulous unsolicited advice that's going to come through this person who's going to speak something vile to you, well, you know... <laughs> Literally do anything in your head that you can just to go to your safe place Mm -hmm. in Jesus, Mm -hmm. numb it out, quiet it out, like uh, try not, try your best not to retaliate. It is not even worth your breath. Good luck to us with our faces. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck to me with my freaking mouth. Lord, help me, help me, help me, help me. Um, what else do you have? Do you have anything else? I'll kind of machine gun some of these because okay. they're kind of, I mean, they're all, well, here we go. Okay. So, um, you can't say that if you had a child, um, well, okay. So funny story I've been telling, or Micah has been asking like how babies are born. <laughs> Super fun conversations for mom. Um, yeah. so I don't really know. I'm, you know, she's seven, so I'm trying to navigate how to speak to her. But she's very technical. She wants to know the terms. She wants to know the reality. She wants to know all the guts and the. I mean, she wants to know everything. And if Jenny doesn't tell her, Bubba is a curious person. She's going to go ask somebody else. Yeah. And so, Jenny, you are so right to just tell her the truth. Well, because I've always said, like, her questions will guide my answers and my questions, Mm. all of them. And so I know, like, I can tell her things that I can't say to Malin because Malin would, A, throw up and B, would be like in a puddle of mush. And so, and Karis was very much like Micah with her questions. And Mm so Micah is wanting to know all these things. So I've been telling her, you know, appropriately, but still like factual things. And so, um, one of this all ties into something you can't say, but, um, you cannot say that if you had a C-section, you did not deliver naturally. Right. You, um, I had it natural. You do. I did not deliver vaginally. I had a C-section. Yes. So that is something that always got me because for me, I had to have C-sections. It was me not too. an option. Two yep. of my three babies were breech. Karis was nine pounds. I, I, <laughs> and Jenny was a, a hundred and nineteen pounds. <laughs> when I started out, no. I was way more than that at delivery. Um, but like there was no option for me. I had to. Mm-hmm. But God had always put it on my heart that I was going to have C-sections. Mm-hmm. I just knew it. Like from the second that she said Karis was breech, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Like yeah. It, it didn't scare me. It didn't terrify me because God had al- already prepared me for that. Yes. And it was just by his um, grace only that I knew that. And so, um, but so many people are like, oh, you had a C-section? Like, mm-hmm. uh, I want to punch you in your vagina. Yeah. <laughs> And let me show you how much it hurts because yeah. popping out a baby and being able, being able to walk two hours later, mm-hmm. there's pain in that too. Yeah. Having a C-section is major surgery. Yes. If you are a dad or a husband listening to this, your wife having a C-section is major effing surgery. Yes, it is. <laughs> you take care of yes. her. Yes. Do whatever she needs. Yes. 
So um, a friend of ours recently had a baby and Micah, we had just had this talk and all this. And so she goes, huh, does she have that baby from her tummy or her middle butt? (laughs) (laughs) Those were not terms, by the way, that I came up with. Those were her own terms. (laughs) So either way is natural to her. It's either your tummy or your middle butt. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So that's one. You can't really, you know, you can't say you didn't have it naturally if you didn't have it vaginally. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Um, Where you work, like if you're a stay-at-home mom versus work outside of the home, that's also controversial because people are always like, you're neglecting your children or you're too close to your children. Either way. Oh, listen, if you can afford to not bring in two incomes, shut up. Yeah. I mean it. Mm-hmm. You are so privileged in this world that we live in right here in the United States. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it's privilege. It is. It is privilege. And yes, we work hard and all these things. But y'all, that is a huge privilege and, a, and, and not, I don't want to say, I don't even want to say blessing yeah. because that is such an abused word. And, and it's, it whips the mom, the working mom who's like, oh, I guess I'm, I'm not blessed. I must be, well, I guess I must be being punished because I have to work. No, you're not. Mm -mm. Do not let the enemy come at you with that bold face lie. That is a lie. It is. And there are a lot of these stay at home moms who have their priorities mixed up upside down. Mm-hmm. They're not a better mom because, because they're staying at home. Right. Okay. That does, that is not the litmus test of whether you're blessed or you're being punished or cursed or disciplined by God. That is not it. Mm-hmm. So I just want to say, like, separate those things out. Yeah. And being a stay at home mom. Great. If that's what you want to do. Great. I have to work. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't pull a traditional income. Brad would say no income at all. <laughs> Sometimes. But I, I, I do work and I've always made money in our relationship and it has not looked in this traditional nine to five kind of a way the whole time. But I need to work. Yeah. I need something outside of my husband and my, my child to give me purpose and direction um, or I'll go crazy. Yeah. And I mean that very literally. And so um, please do not let that be the litmus test. If, if you're a good mom or not, whether mm-hmm. you get to stay at, well, I get, I'm going to stay at home. Okay. Count that as, you know, that season, right? It's a season. Because most of the time, I'll tell you, whenever I had Emery and I had worked full time for all the years, this was the first time I had not worked since I was 16 years old and I was 31 years old and I decided to stay home. Didn't think it would be that long. I think thought I would go back to work shortly and it was hard. It was actually really depressing. Yeah, <laughs> it was really hard. So anyway, I just want to say that because some of y'all would love to be home. Absolutely. You would love it. Mm -hmm. My last one is you can't say what you let your kids watch anymore. (laughs) Oh, I don't want y'all to know what I let my kid watch. (laughs) Do y'all remember like all the things along the way? Oh my gosh. That, oh, 
that's satanic. Oh. That is of the devil. Mm -hmm. That is a show straight from Satan. Mm -hmm. Satan wrote the script. Yeah. I mean, all of them, like, even the Smurfs Smurfs. going back to the 80s. He-Man. She she wrote? Yes. Remember? And now, like, Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. Or, um, oh, my gosh. I was on staff at our church when the Harry Potter (laughs) Uh books came out, and they were huge. We had to have a Wednesday night church meeting. It was like 700 people. It was like more people on a Wednesday night Mm -hmm. than on a Sunday morning. So our pastor could address this from the stage and tell everybody to chill the freak out Mm -hmm. he had to say my daughter is a school teacher and she has read this series and she loves it and it's fine and she loves jesus and she loves jesus and we're not going to apply this to our theology yes duh that's the thing like so many people attach it to theology when i'm like it's fiction (laughs) everything has evil in it there's like it's a plot diagram Mm -hmm. i mean go back to english class Mm-hmm. Everything has a plot diagram. Yes. And there's always some bad guy. It's called the antagonist. There's a protagonist <laughs> right. called the good guy. Quit banning books yes. for crying out loud. Good grief. So, oh. yeah, that is one of the things. And I will say, too, like, it is, um, I mean, it's demeaning for those parents who are, who let their kids watch it. And then it's like, oh, my gosh. For some people who don't know really what they believe or where they fall, maybe they're new Christians, you're causing them to stumble and you're causing them to, or maybe you're doing it, like Jessica said, with great intention. But at, you know, ask them like, what my my basic overall point, what is with my strep brain going here, there and everywhere. And this is not a very good sentence. (laughs) Strep brain is like ADHD brain. It's like a run on sentence that just won't stop. Um, Here's what I tell my kids. Use your brain. That's what I tell them. And that's what I'm going to tell you. Use your brain. Yeah. It's not all satanic. Yeah. So there you have it. I love it. So these are all things you can't say as moms, to moms. Yeah. All things motherhood. All things motherhood. It's, you know, it comes down to relationships. It comes down to self-control. That's right. And like Jessica said, if you can't um, say anything productive or with the best of direction, Shut up. That's right. <laughs> Have the best direction. Yes. Not intention. That's right. Um, okay. I want to. I want to invite y'all to read something. And this book has been so incredible. I love it so much. It's called Parenting: Getting It Right. Parenting, Getting It Right by Andy and Sandra Stanley. I talked about Andy Stanley at the top of this episode. He also wrote The Principle of the Path, which is a great book if you want to read something. Also, um, if you have a high school student this summer, you should offer your high school student $100 if they will read The Principle of the Path. Ooh. If you have a college student, you should offer them $100 if they will read that, and then y'all can discuss it together. 100 bucks. pay your kids to read books. I love it. Uh, yes, I'm serious. Do that, $100. And then talk about it and have thoughtful discussion. These are the types of principles that you're going to want to invest into their thoughts and their minds and their hearts as they, they get on their own path, mm-hmm. and they're putting their feet in a direction. And sometimes they need to change direction or sometimes they need to go faster in that direction. So have them read the principle of the path. Okay. That's one. But the book that you as a parent, please, please read this from, from my unsolicited advice to you is to read this. (laughs) You can't say that. (laughs) 
I would love for you to read this book. It will, I think it'll add value. It's a funny book. It's endearing. It's great stories, great examples, but it's from, um, Pastor Andy Stanley and his wife, Sandra, and they have raised three children who are all in adulthood, who they have great relationships with. All the siblings still love each other and want to hang out together, which that's the goal, right? And so um, the thing that they called the it, getting it right, what is it? They, They determined their it goal in raising their kids was this. This was their their kind of their parenting goal. They wanted to raise kids who enjoy being with us and each other, even when they no longer have to be. I'm going to say it again. They wanted to raise kids who enjoy being with us. In other words, being with their parents and being with each other, even when they no longer have to be. I love that. And so this was kind of how they approach that. And they break down parenting into four stages because they kind of put your kids in age stages. And here's what you ought to be doing here. And then here and then here and here. Now, if you feel like, well, I have a teenager and I've lost this battle. No, you haven't. It's never too late to start. And so um, Jenny and I were talking about this book earlier, and we thought this would be really fun if you're in the Permian Basin and you wanted to get this book and let's get some couples together this summer Mm -hmm. and let's read this book and study this book and talk about this book together in a very informal, like gather around somebody's table, barbecue, hang out, and let's let's read some chapters and talk about this together. Um, So if you are interested in doing this book study with us, we would love for you to email us, um, and the e- our email is um, in the show notes. So if you scroll up, you can find our show notes and our email. And you're going to link the book too, right? I'll link the book so that you can order the book. Um, read this or listen to it on Audible mm-hmm. or on Scribd. Those are book apps that will read it out loud to you. And I think Sandra and Andy actually recorded it themselves. Oh, fun. I love to hear the author's voices. It's voice. super fun. And then because she writes part of it and he writes part, they go back and forth. So it's super, oh, it's so great, y'all. Um, but um, we'll, we'll link that up in the show notes also. And um, But send us a message. Either email us or send us a direct message on Facebook or on Instagram. Or if you know us personally, then text us. Mm-hmm. And we will gather some information and tell y'all when the start date is going to be. And we'll give you a meetup time and, and all that um, is coming. So, um, Name of the book again? The name of the book, Parenting, Getting It Right by Andy and Sandra Stanley. Um, and I, I wanted to, um, I wanted to say this too, as we wrap up, um, that, uh, parenting is daunting mm-hmm. <laughs> when you look at the whole life of a human being and you think I'm supposed to give them all they need in 18 years under my roof. Yeah. And and really, actually, no, we're not. We can't. Mm, there's no way. There's no way. We're not capable of giving them everything they're ever going to need um, because we're not God. And also, we make a lousy God. Yeah, we if, do. If we decide that we're who they're supposed to live to serve and bless and take care of, then um, an honor mm-hmm. in a very unhealthy, non-biblical honoring. Yeah. Uh, which means codependency (laughs) Um, way we're going to make a lousy God for them to serve. Mm -hmm. 
And, and we're going to fail them. And he never fails us. That's so right. Big that's difference. right. Um, all we are supposed to offer them is a solid plot of ground where the Lord will build and establish his foundation in them. What we are supposed to offer them is um, abounding love. And I'm not talking about becoming their enabler. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the right kind of healthy love because true, true healthy love like this offers discipline and guidance mm-hmm. when it's necessary and appropriate. Appropriate. Yeah. Um, our goal is to love them and guide them faithfully so that they always know that they are loved, that they are accepted by you, whether they are the prodigal son or they are the older, perfect faithful brother who was also resentful and prideful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, our goal is that they will always know that they can tell us anything and that they can and will fail. Mm-hmm. And that when they do fail, that our love will not change no matter what consequences they face. They will not face it alone, that we will be there to love them and that God will always be there to love them and to see them all the way through. And also, at the end of the day, if you are exhausted from parenting, then you did your job right. That's right. And especially to the parents, the moms and dads of littles, it is exceptionally exhausting. Yes. And so Brad had a um, a client that came in and he did their hair for years and they, he, this was a child psychologist. And when we were having Emory, that psychologist just said to Brad all the time, be exhausted, mm. be tired every day, like pour it out for that kid, do everything you can for her. Because when you've done your job, right, you're going to be exhausted. And so when we say that, just know you're going to be empty. The Lord will fill you up. Mm-hmm. Like keep going back to him. Yep. Always go back to him and he will fill you up so that you can pour out again the next day and the next day. And so, uh, and you may be going, oh, that all sounds like too much. We got it. We know it yeah. is. That's why you have to have a really good tight knit circle around you as well. That's and, right. And pray for that if you don't have it and That's right. reach out and ask people like, how did you meet your close friends? Because it matters. It does. And whenever you have no answers or you are completely depleted, that's when they step in. And if you trust them with your kids, you know they're in good hands. That's and so right. when those people speak into your kids' lives, whenever you can't, you can trust their words. That's right. Yes. But we, don't trust every freaking person that comes into your life. Have no. some discernment. Yes. Pray be, for it. Pray for wisdom. Yes. Please be so wise. Be so wise. Don't be desperate. Yes. Wise. Yes. Big yeah. difference. Big difference. And, um, and we hope that you know, this weekend, even as some of y'all are already doing some Mother's Day get togethers, probably like your pre-gaming, um, that you'll just watch your words, let them be seasoned and beautiful and that people walk away feeling, um, you know, they don't even have to feel blessed by them, but just don't let them feel hurt by them. And whenever you hear something like, oh, you can't say that, text us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for real. This is not going to be the only episode. We are going to come back to this uh, and talk about all kinds of things you can't say. So uh, thanks for being patient with us this week. We love y'all. We love you so much. See you next time. Bye.
that's a wrap for this episode. Thank you for sharing your time with us. You can follow us on Instagram at jenandjuice.ig and on Facebook at jenandjuice. And I'm Jenny. You can follow me on Instagram at jennyhill.ig. That's Jenny with the J and an I. And I'm Juice, a.k.a. Jessica. You can follow me on Instagram at jessicaphillips.ig. We can't wait to meet you here again next week as we continue these conversations where, as always, we're here to help a sister and brother out.